You're listening to Rewritten, and my name is Aisha Bow. I'm a writer, digital content creator, and speaker. And this podcast is where I'll tackle all things self-love. Because rewriting your narrative isn't about moving away and changing your name. It's not about disregarding your past. It's about acknowledging it and using it to your advantage to make change. Whether that's by speaking up, walking away, trying something new, or recognizing that you deserve to be loved. The most compelling stories are those of redemption. And despite how your world may seem in this moment, things can get better. So today, ask yourself, how can I flip my script? How can I rewrite my narrative? Let's dive in. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Rewritten, the Aisha Bow podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Ashley Brown. Ashley is a wife, mama of two, and creator and owner of Routine and Things, which equips women to consistently live their happiest life using routines. Ashley strongly believes routines are a form of wellness and can be a beautiful springboard for improving your home, yourself, and your life. She's on a mission to see as many women as possible live a life of ease by starting, maintaining, and enjoying routines. This episode is filled with gems. Ashley really broke down what a routine entails, how to more seamlessly incorporate them into your lives, and the impact that routines have on your overall well-being. And from there, how it trickles down into the way you conduct your day-to-day with your friends, family, and loved ones. This is an episode that has so many nuggets that I know you're going to want to take away from. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, Aisha. I'm doing really good. Um, doing really well today. I, I had a pretty decent day, so so I'm happy. <laughs> yes, amazing. Well, I'm really, really happy to have you on, and I'm really excited to share more about routine and things, and I don't want to jump too far into it, so I'll let you explain everything, but the first thing that I wanted to dive in and ask you is something that I ask all the time, and in your own words, who is Ashley? Oh man, this is <laughs> this is a really good question. I love this question, but I'm always like, what do I say? What do I say? But um cuz I've been like just doing a bunch of self-work like over the past year and a half and um like a lot of journaling. And so when I like think about who am I, I really like see myself as being a helper for one. Like I'm a huge helper in terms of I love helping people Like if I have a a piece of knowledge or if I know something and I know that that's going to help another individual, like that's me. Like I want to help. I want to get people from where they are to where they want to be, especially if I feel like I can assist them. But also I would say I'm a fighter as well. I'm like super resilient. I don't take no BS. It's like I am true to who I am and I set really strong boundaries that I don't even care if someone gets upset. And I've learned that about myself over this past like year and a half. And I remember like, you know, someone calling me selfish and I'm like, okay, 
but like <laughs> I mean honestly it's like yeah. so just like knowing who I am I feel like I'm just a helper I'm resilient I'm a fighter I'm so motivated of like with everything I do and I love excellence too like that's a piece of me too I love being excellent at what I'm doing not to the point where it has to be perfect because that's something that I've had to deal with as well and like really evaluate but to the point where I'm like, if I'm doing something, let me do it well and let me give it my all and, and do my best at it because that's the only way that whoever is receiving this, I feel like will get a really great outcome. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> no, I love that so much. I feel like <laughs> the fact that you you took that, like they were like, oh, you're selfish, but it, there's nothing wrong with like caring for yourself and self-care is not selfish. Like you're taking care of your mind, your peace, you know, your sense of self-worth. So I think that that's admirable. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I love that you say that you're a fighter and that you love excellence. And I think that that's something that a lot of us are, you know, we, we're striving towards excellence on a regular basis. So I think that's really admirable. I love that. I think that that was probably one of my favorite answers to that question. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So can you tell us more about what you do and a little bit more about routine and things and how that came about? Yeah, I can. So routine and things came about from a really, like a really challenging time in my life, which I'm telling you, every time I think about this time, I'm like, I did not know it was going to go this way. It was when, <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish, I wish God would have warned me. He was like, no, I'm not warning you today. So he does um, that sometimes, you know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Stretch us. And so um, it was when I went from being a working mom I was a nurse educator for about two years, and then I came home to be a stay-at-home mom with my old, my youngest at the time. And this is so funny because I'm back to being a nurse educator now. I work now full-time. But so I came home being a stay-at-home mom, and it was such a good opportunity. I, I felt like, yes, like I never thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. I never thought I would get that opportunity. So when I did, I jumped on it, and I was super excited about it. And I was like, this is going to be so much fun. I get to be here with my baby girl, and everything's going to be good. I get to do crafts with her and like hang out with her. And I would say, well, when I came home, I do have to say this. I did like I was able to like spend time with my daughter, but I was a type of mom that was like, I can't just be here with my daughter though. Like I need to do something else with my mind other than just clean this house and cook and hang out with my daughter. Like my mind has to be stimulated in a different way. So also at that point in time started a food blog because I love to cook. I'm from the South. So I love to cook and I love food. And so I started a food blog at the same time. And so I would say probably about a couple of months in, I started to feel super fragmented and I started to feel like that, like my house was a hot mess. Like things were all over the place. My daughter was like sitting in front of the TV and that's not what I really wanted for her. And I started to focus a lot of my attention on my business, but, or on this food blog and it just kind of like everything just started to fall apart. But then I feel like it was also like this, 
identity crisis because me being a working woman up until that point, as far as working outside of the home, I felt like I was battling because I felt like I couldn't just be home with my daughter. And it's, I feel like that was like me, like crying out, being like, you need to still hold on to this working part of you. And so I think with that, it really spiraled me out of control to the point where I got super depressed because I, I felt like it was so much change happening. Like the food blog, I had intentionally like stopped doing the food blog. I was like, what's going on here? Like my, like my husband was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, girl, what are you doing here? Like, you're not doing anything (laughs) around here. And I'm like, I know, I know. So, so it was a lot. And I had also found out that I was pregnant with my second daughter at that time as well. And that was, that was not planned and it was a huge shock. And so it just kind of just spiraled out of control. And, um, I sat in being depressed for probably about a couple of months until I just woke up and was like, no, not anymore. Like, so that fighter part of me was like, no, we have to do something about this. And so I started routines, of course, like pray to God because I have a huge faith and I feel like God really told me like, you need to like lean into who you are. And I've always like function off of routine. Um, and that totally went away to a certain extent when I came home as a stay at home mom. And so I went back to it and started to like build my routines one by one. And of course it took time because it was trial and error. Like the information I know about routines now, I did not know when I was starting like being really intentional with my routines, but I would say like one day I was in the kitchen, like, like maybe about four months after starting my routines, I was in the kitchen, like washing dishes, looking out in my backyard because we have a really pretty backyard with a lot of um, greenery. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I feel good. Like, I was like, I feel Mm. good. I feel like life is good. And I felt such, I like, I felt at peace. That's when I really was like, dang. And I started thinking about how did I get here? And I was like, like these routines, like actually work. And I was so excited. And my bestie was able to see such a huge shift in my mood and just in my life, um, because she was with me throughout the entire journey. And I was like, you know what, I want to I want to help women in this way, I want to help women to create routines, maintain their routines so that they can live life the way that they want and to feel good in life. And so that's how routine and things got started. So I've really helped women consistently um, like stay in their happy place by using routines to do that. And of course, life isn't going to always feel happy. Like we're going to go through challenges. But if we have like a process of like for moving around our homes and moving within ourselves and taking care of ourselves, I think it does help us to find some sense of rhythm in life. And that does make us smile a lot more than being really stressed. So that's that's how I help women. And I, I love the work that I do. And just recently, it was so funny, just today I got a message on Instagram and she was like, I've been listening to your podcast and I've been following you for quite a bit. You helped me with my transition of going from working to stay at home mom. And this is like, I wanted to just give you a review and I'm going to post this. And I was like, oh my God, I wanted to cry because I'm like, oh man, like I'm telling you, it's just so sweet when I hear that because I'm like, I'm just sharing what I learned. And I'm like, I wish I would have had somebody like me to be like, help me. I was like, help me girl, like help me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that's really how I got into what I'm doing. 
Mm, okay. There was like, there was a lot of good stuff in there. So I'm trying to like, all right, I'm like, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about this. So, <laughs> okay. So let's start from when you, when you first got into um, building routine. And one thing that really stuck out to me that you said was that there were things that you didn't know about routines that you know now. So obviously we all have an idea in our minds of what a routine is, what building routines are and, and whatnot. But what would you say were those things that you did not know that you now know about building a routine or having a routine <clears throat> that might be helpful to someone else who's looking to start that? Yes. So one of the things, so I'll start here. One of the things that I didn't know, because when I, when I started creating my routines, I was like, okay, I'm going to like start a, like a daily routine. And so I started like trying to figure out like, how am I going to flow throughout my entire day? And that didn't work. Like I felt like it was too much to like keep in mind, like, oh, I'm doing this and then I'm doing this and then and then my child is doing this. It was hard to kind of keep that daily routine. And so what I learned is that like chunking out like my day into certain parts, like let me focus on a morning routine and then let me focus on a bedtime routine and let me then focus on my daughter's routine and then let me focus on my kitchen routine, like chunking it out instead of making it like a really long daily routine. I, I figured out that that didn't really work for me and I don't teach women to do it that way. I feel like when you chunk it out, it's more digestible and it's easier to remember and maintain, especially if you're building them one at a time. So that's one thing that I, that I learned. Um, another thing that I learned was that routines need to be more flexible. And what I mean by this is when I first started my routines, like I was super specific, like, for example, in my morning routine, I think I used to be like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna journal or I was like, I'm going to like, do like this hit workout. And so I would put that in my routines. And that definitely didn't work because some mornings I was like, I don't want to journal. And some mornings I was like, I right. don't want to do this hit <laughs> workout. And so I started to change that to things that I feel like made it more so I could um, adjust in a way and like change up what I'm doing slightly, but still have structure. And so like for for like the hit workout, I changed it to, I'm just going to move my body in the morning in some, in some type of way, or even, um, for journaling, I, I ended up changing it to, I'm just going to like express myself in some type of way. Not so much of like, it has to be like a written thing or it has to be this journal. So that was like what I learned, like really, somewhat into it that really helped me to start to be able to maintain my routines more. And then the last thing that I feel like just as a part of who I am that I learned is like complicated routines don't really work for me. And when I say complicated, it doesn't matter that the routine is long as long as you can handle it so like so like at the end of the day I'm like if you feel like you have the space to be able to do a really long routine then great but like I found like trying to create like a really long routine for my daughter it was just kind of like that doesn't work I need to like shorten this make it more simplistic um so that I can keep up with it she doesn't get really thrown off or doesn't start to get bored and so that's kind of 
the things that I've really learned about routines that have really helped. Oh, and also one last thing that I, mm-hmm. that was really helpful is I was like, I got to make these fun. Like that's something too. Like I was and mm. and that just kind of came about just naturally. Like I would turn on music and I would like open up my, um, shades in my house and like put them all the way up or open up a window or I would like watch me a tv show while I'm folding like things like that I would just do naturally and I started to realize like that really helped me to maintain my routine so yes those are things that I that I learned and I'm so glad that I was able to do some trial and error to to figure that out Mm, I love that. And I think that that makes so much sense. For me personally, I have I have two routines. I have my morning routine and my night routine because my day is just like, my day is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to do something in the middle. So I like that you said that um, it's important to segment it. Though. So I guess I was doing that without, mm-hmm. <laughs> without no. knowing that that was, <laughs> that was a good way to do it. Thank God. But yeah, those are my, like, that's, those are my routine times, obviously, you know, times vary and whatnot, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I like that you, um, you emphasize being open to flexibility because I think when people hear the word routine, you think that it's like this rigid like list of things that you have to do every <laughs> single day at the same time every single day. So I like that you broke it down like that. And I think that's super important. And going back to initial when you initially talked about starting routine and things, the fact that you looked out your window and you just felt calmer you felt more at peace and that I think is so important especially for um, moms or people with like spouses or others that they have to take care of because when you feel like that when you feel good that's when everything else starts to fall into place you know Mm -hmm. so I love that you emphasize that yes no for sure like that is so true because I really feel like especially when like I don't know where I heard this from but I really think that is true. I feel like the energy really starts with the woman and I don't know why it's like that, but if you live with other people, I feel like everybody like kind of takes like takes from your energy as far as like how you feel will then like trickle down to who you're around. And so definitely I felt like it's it's at that point in time when I started to feel more peaceful, like I did start to see my daughter wasn't as crazy or <laughs> my husband, <laughs> my husband was happier. Right. So um, that is, I, f- I feel like that is just something that I've learned as well. It's like, if I, it could, if it can start with me, then at least maybe I can be an example for those around me and just being in a calm space. Like we, like, I know for me, I just hate, I mean, that's for all of us, I feel like, but I just hate feeling like super annoyed. I hate feeling like super flustered or like just feeling like I'm not being my best self. And it's like when I'm my best self, like life is great. Like I don't care what's going on around me. Like life is great when I'm my best self and when I feel good about what's going on in my day, how I'm utilizing my time, you know, and you know, making sure that the things that matter most to me are in the forefront. Like those are things that really help me to feel like my best self. And then I can pour into those around me from a space of abundance rather than feeling like I'm lacking and not really taking care of myself. And so then I'm like cranky and I'm snapping on everybody. So definitely, definitely like that moment was just such a testament to 
just being able to get overcome like challenges and get to a space where like I felt good about myself and where I felt good about where I was headed in my life. It, it really was a huge like epiphany and just eye opener for me at that at that moment. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So I'm sure people listening want to know about some specific routines that they can maybe start with today or this week that they can incorporate into their lives. So uh, I know when we were talking over email, you mentioned that you had some self-care routines that you'd like to share. So can you give us three self-care routines that people can do on a day-to-day basis to hopefully brighten their day a little bit more? Yes, yes. So the first one I want to share, and the reason why I'm sharing this one first is I feel like this first routine, um, this self-care routine is so important for just so much in your life. And you mentioned this, Aisha, and that's a nighttime routine, like a bedtime routine. Like that one, I feel like it's missed so much because we always focus on the morning routine, but like having a way for you to flow at night that leads you into your sleep, I think is so vital because we're like ending the day and that time to yourself and, it, and and like I said, it doesn't even, well, I do think you need to be like leaning into yourself and like loving on yourself at night, but it can even be around your spouse. But that time that you take to really love on you, to like clear your head, to settle you out, to, you know, make sure that you are easing into your night and easing into your sleep, I think it's everything for your mental health. And also it's going to help you to rest better. It's going to help you to get better sleep at night. And that's just going to rejuvenate you for your morning. And so I think just a bedtime routine is super duper important to think about. And I would say the bedtime routine for me would be the like the one that I start even before the morning routine, because many times your bedtime routine will affect, if you don't have one, will affect your morning. So that's the first one I would say is self-care, bedtime routine. The second one then I would say, I love a morning routine. I'm still a fan of a morning routine. I would say that is a super um, important self-care routine as well, or it can be a really beautiful self-care routine. It's just like having a way, having some things that you do in your morning that you actually love and having um, some time to really meet with yourself in the morning and think about how you want your day to be and like visualize and, you know, you can do this in so many ways and like, you know, however you want to fill in your morning. One thing that I always share is like always matching the things that you like matching the activities and actions that you do in your routine with how you want to feel at that present moment. So like in the morning, I like to ease into my morning. So I don't do like any type of workout. I do like stretching because I'm not trying to be super energized at that particular time. I want to just like ease in my morning. And so I'll stretch and I'll do, um, of course, pray for me, I'll pray. And then I'll do gratitude practice. And so I think a morning routine can be really beneficial and and can really help you care for yourself in a really beautiful way. And then the last one that I would say, it really depends, like one self-care routine that I love and it it does. Well, let me share this one because I was going to say a skincare routine because I love skincare and I've just (laughs) gotten, I've just gotten, it's so funny. I just started skincare when I like, 
at 29. I'm 30 and I just turned 30 um, this past July. And I'm like, but since starting that is really beautiful. But I would say even like a hair care routine, like that one is a really beautiful um, self-care routine. And the reason why I say that is because if you take your time with washing your hair, because I know me, I used to rush washing my hair all the time, like just rush it, rush the process. But like having that water flow through your head, massaging your scalp and like taking your time with your hair, for one, you're not going to be pulling out your hair as much, especially <laughs> if you have <laughs> right. like natural hair, like you're not mm-hmm. going to be pulling it out as much and um, it will help you like like if you do that massage with growth and it just eases you. And so I think that could be a really beautiful self-care routine as well. I know that we think about just, um, you know, the basics, but I think like, just think about, it can be small like that. Like a hair care routine is a self-care routine because you're caring for you and who doesn't want beautiful hair. I don't care if it's long or short, it doesn't matter, but who doesn't want beautiful hair? Who doesn't want to like massage their scalp? Who doesn't right want to feel good? So I think those are, that's a really good one. And those are the three that I would would share but it, I mean you can have a self-care routine that's not put into a box it can just be a way that you care for yourself so even if you don't call it morning or bedtime just like how are you caring for yourself in your day at some point in time I love that I love that and I and I like that you started with the nighttime routine because obviously we all our days start in the morning usually but we do have to take into account the night before which is super important i know personally me i'm an, i'm not a night owl and i'm not a morning person <laughs> I just, I like to say that I just like my bed. So so if I do not get a good night's sleep, I am just like, everything is like out of whack, you know, the next day. So I'm really strict about going to bed. I, I'm, I'm early. Like I go to bed at like 1030. Oh, I love that. Me too. You do? Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I I go to bed at 1030. And and when I say go to bed, I may, I may not fall asleep right away because Mm -hmm. I go in and I write in my journal and stuff like that. And I read, um, but I'm at least getting away from the television. I'm getting away Mm -hmm. from my cell phone, you know, anything that's going to agitate me before bed because you might get a text that you don't like two minutes before you're about to close your eyes and go to sleep. You know, you might watch a show. You might, you know, your, your friends, the people you love on basketball wives or real housewives might be fighting and, (laughs) you know, it, it kind of, it causes a little bit of a frustration before bed. So, so I love that you started with the nighttime routine. I think that that's taken for granted a lot of times because we obviously, you know, it fluctuates the times that we go to bed and, you know, Mm. what things we have on our plate, but going to sleep and then being able to wake up feeling rejuvenated is super important. And then I love what you said about the morning routine and you putting into your routine the way that you want to feel and how you like to ease into that routine. Like that to me was really dope because I think a lot of people have told us or we always see like work out in the morning and do this in the morning. And, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a calm spirit. Like I think that and also getting that calm sense of flow into the day is really, really is, is key and important in like feeling more controlled and centered. So love that. I know I'm like going through all your points, but I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you. So I'm like, I'm like, and the next point was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hair routine because I think that's actually something that I've like written about too. And just like, 
me, I'm, I have natural hair and I think that it's obviously like wash day seems tedious and stressful, but I think if you, if you make wash day a routine, you make it a moment mm-hmm. for yourself, then it becomes less stressful because you're just taking that time to be with you and like listen to a podcast, yes. nice music, you know, light a candle, like just being with yourself, I think is super, super, super important. So I think all of those are perfect. And they're so simply said, but I think it's worth saying. Like, I think that a lot of times we take for granted how we go to sleep, how we wake up, how, you know, the little things that we do that we can be intentional about during the day. So thank you so much for sharing those. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the podcast. Yes. So it's the Routine and Things podcast. And on the podcast, episodes come out every single Monday. Mm -hmm. And I talk like all things routines. So like tips to help you with routines and also minds, a lot of mindset things as well. Because the one thing that I've learned is usually when it comes to us maintaining routines is our minds that will trip us up more than anything else. And so I talk a lot of mindset, like how can you shift your perspective? How can you really lean into where you are in life in order to cultivate routines that match that and meet your needs for where you are? And, you know, just really, it's a really fun podcast. Like um, the things that I hear about it often from my listeners is they're like, one, I'm super calm, which I feel like every time somebody tells me that, I'm like, who is y'all listening to? They're always like, like, you are so calm. Your voice is so calm and soothing. And then they also say that I'm just really relatable and um, that I have fun. So that's really that's really the podcast and I really enjoy doing the podcast every single week and talking to women and moms because I'm telling you it's just one of my like one of my hobbies I feel like is my podcast I love it so much so you would definitely if you listen you would definitely get a lot from it and especially if you're trying to work on routines and like even strengthen your mind it's really good yeah I love that yeah girl I can definitely relate about the podcast it's just fun (laughs) Yes. You know, yes. I'm, I'm in my little fake studio right now in the closet, in the hall closet. So this <laughs> podcasting is great. I would love to know, like, what are some things that you, if you can give us maybe a few nuggets on improving our mindset around routines and building routines? Like, what are some ways that we can kind of shift our thought process to make routine building just a little bit easier? If you can give us just a few tips, we'll of course go to your podcast so we can get all of the tips, but maybe one or two that are your, your go-tos. Yes. So I would say the first one is you want to really be clear about what a routine is like. And I know that I know when you hear this, you're like, Ashley, we know what a routine is. But many of us are really confused sometimes about what actually a routine is. And I like to just describe it as a flow of actions done consistently. It's just the way that you flow. And that doesn't mean every day because some of us will get in our heads about it needs to be done every day or it needs to be done like five days a week. And it's like, 
But that's not what the definition says, and that's not what it has to be. Like, as long as you're doing it consistently, that is a routine. And consistently just means, you know, keeping it the same frequency or close to the same frequency, you know, day after, I mean, week after week. Like, if you do your routine twice a week and that you want to keep it to twice a week, if that works for you, do it. So I think that's the first, and that's a really small nugget, but I think it really makes a huge difference with people understanding like they can take the pressure off because it doesn't have to be every day. So that's the first thing and that'll really help you. And then another thing that I feel like is a really huge piece when you come after you create your routine and after you get it going, the one thing that I've found is that you it's really helpful for you to constantly acknowledge the value that it is bringing to your life. Because many times when we start routines, for many of us, we will just do the routine and like go on with our day, but we don't really acknowledge like what value did that actually bring to our lives. And when we don't do that, when we just like brush it off and just move on, this new thing that we started, it doesn't register in our minds that it is of that much of an importance if we don't place it there. So we have to make sure that we're reminding ourselves, our minds that this is actually important and this is how it's important for my life. So I think that is like a huge thing that I've learned is like constantly acknowledge how your routine brings to your life. So if you're doing your morning routine and it made you feel rejuvenated, be like, you know what? This made me feel so good today. I was actually able to focus a little bit better or this really made me feel so much calmer in my morning and I did not feel as stressed when I went on with my day. Like acknowledge the value that it's bringing to your life and that is a really important piece as well. Oh my gosh, that second aspect was so, I mean, they're both very, very, very good. But I think that that was like, that was so, that's such great advice because I know personally, I take a lot of things for, (laughs) I used to take a lot of things for granted. (laughs) And I feel like just taking a small moment to acknowledge the benefit that something is bringing into your life is such a great piece of advice. Like, I think we all can, can do that in some way, shape or form in our own lives. Like, just taking that that moment and letting it register. So that was really, really, really greatly said and some really good advice. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And so the last question I, question I want to ask you is something that I ask everyone who is a guest on my podcast, and that is, what does rewriting your narrative mean to you? Oh, rewriting my narrative means always leaning into who I am no matter what, always doing what my heart feels, no matter what someone else has to say, loving me and showing up as me every single day. And it does not matter. Like that to me is like rewriting my narrative because sometimes in life, like we can get to a point where we feel like, I know for me, like I got to a point at a certain time in my life where it was like, am I enough? And who who I am, is it good enough for people out here? And do I need to have, like be it, because I'm an introvert. So it's like, do I need to be an extrovert? But it's like, no, like you are yourself leave so much into who you are because you are worthy, you are valued and you're dope as I don't know what. So I would say that's rewriting my narrative. 
I love it. I love it so, so, so much. Ashley, you were amazing. You dropped some really great nuggets. Like I definitely learned a thing or two from our conversation. So I really appreciate you stopping by and sharing all of that with us. It was really valuable. Yes. Thank you, Aisha. This was such a pleasure. I I so much appreciate you. So thank you so much. Yes. And so where can everyone find you? Yes. So you can find me um, on Instagram. That's where I hang out primarily at routine and things. So please come follow along, join me. And like I said, I have the podcast too, routine and things podcast. If you want to take a listen, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazing. So thank you again. And yes, everybody go and listen to her podcast and follow her on Instagram. Ashley, thank you again. And I'm looking forward to building this relationship and talking to you again soon. Yes, same here. I'm Aisha Bo, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Rewritten. For more self-care tips, visit AishaBow.com or follow me on social media at AishaBow. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. 